the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. Four oh six on the Central Coast. It is Monday, February 26, 2024. I'm Dave Congleton. We're going to break this hour down into two segments. In the second half, Lucy Wickstrom is back with us, our young uh, budding historian. She leaves for Europe on March 1st. Show your hands. Raise your hands if you're envious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're just going to wish her well and find out where she's going and why. Uh, first, though, look who's here. It's the one, the only, how long has it been? Jeannie Greensfelder, poet and author extraordinaire. Jeannie, how are you? I'm terrific, Dave. Nice to see you. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Where you been? What you been up to? Well, you've been great with uh, supporting poetry on the Central Coast, and we are grateful for that. When you were uh, trapped at home during COVID, was that an opportunity for you to write? Uh, it was, although I didn't write nearly as much. I, I think I fell into the the rabbit hole of everybody else it's sort of like disappearing for a while and and uh i think we were all kind of scared it's you know it was a strange peculiar time and Um, so now that we've come through it hopefully is it affecting your writing meaning what you write about or what you're moved to uh no i don't i don't think i'm thinking about it so much anymore i think what even though i had covid for the first time uh, in september um and i would say what's on my mind in my poetry now is more about aging and um appreciating life everything i mean the simple things about wonder it is so amazing that we are here on this world um, and how did you get to that point that you were able to do that? I like that. Um, I don't have to work at it. It's like, it's right here. It's like... But you're taking the time to notice it. You're taking time, to, was it, to stop and smell the roses? Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually, one of my poems, which I, I forgot to bring it, but it was um, recognizing and looking up, you know, that... There was just one opportunity uh, th- that every time there is, well, anyway, we don't need to go there, but if it's back to the egg and the sperm, <laughs> you know, there's 180,000 well, uh, sperm, <laughs> and one of them made me, you know, and, and it could have been somebody else. Uh, we are amazing uh, and just should be uh, totally uh, appreciative and wonderful about life. I agree. I like that. That's a good answer. Yeah. All right. So in March, you're going to be involved in a couple of different workshops here. So let's start with an overview. How did this come to be? Who's sponsoring this? What's going on? Sure. The uh, Slow United Methodist Church holds the Beacon Art Show every year, and they um, have a theme. It's This year, it's Creative Elements. And they invite all the local artists to submit their work. 
and then they they choose the sh- the pieces of art for the show and this friday night will be the opening for the show and anyone everyone is welcome uh, at 5 o'clock, between 5 and 8 o'clock, they'll have a reception and an exhibit in, in their fellowship hall, which is adjacent to the church. Where's the church? Uh, the church is at 1515 Frederick Street, uh, off of Grand right. Avenue yeah. near near the college. Right, bordering the highway. Right, yeah. right. And... Um, and then tomorrow, or then Saturday, at the day after the opening, and they will also give awards that night uh, to some works. And the next day, we are going to invite people to come to a poetry or lyric writing. Poetry and lyrics are very songs are similar. Um, to write to pick a piece of art that speaks to them and write a poem or a, or a song uh, to that piece of work. So <clears throat> I've got the book from last year, and I can read a few poems from that uh, to give you samples. But it's... Um, How does that work? I mean, you must be pleased with the results. You must get some interesting interpretations. You get fascinating interpretations, and sometimes several people pick the same piece. Um, you know, we had a donkey last year, and and two two different people who had donkeys in their life, and they had to write about their donkeys. Uh, so you can go wherever the piece of work, uh, where the art takes you. And um, and then we're going to follow that up on Sunday, March 17th in the afternoon at two o'clock and the artists will come who are um, who when they have uh, poems written about their work and the poetry and the lyrics uh, people we will all be there and um, and it should be a fun party so um, uh, I'm just inviting people and um, well let's back up here so on the March 2nd do you sign up to write the poetry based on the art? Uh, How does this work? I've asked people to email me, but it's it's fine. Uh, they can either, um, I can offer my email, which is complicated, or they can go to com and send me a message. Or they can just contact or me. Can, and, or they can just come. Yeah. But so you show up. And then show you, up at ten o'clock by ten o'clock on or at ten o'clock on Saturday um, at the Slow United Methodist Church. How much time do they get to write their poems? Uh, till two hours will be there from ten to twelve. All right, and then do they read them aloud or? Uh, we might. We will invite some um, reading uh, as we are writing. And we also offer the poets and the writers a day or two at home to uh, perfect their work, so they can they'll have a little bit of time to um, make their pieces better if they want. And uh, and then Ben Lawless, um, who does some editing and print and publishing work in town. Um, we'll create a booklet with the artwork and the poems. 
How cool is that? I'm going to imagine that some of these poems are going to be pretty short. They are pretty short. Because <laughs> you don't have much time to write. Uh, well, you can actually, some of them are long, but the ones I picked for today, I picked shorter ones because, um, you know, our time is brief. Sure. Well, give us a, a sample, please. Describe the piece of art that inspired it and then read the poem. Jeannie right. Greensfelder on this broadcast. Thank you. Yes. Um, I'm going to start with um, the the winning piece was a large mouth bass bassoon, a large mouth bass bassoon off the hook, and it was a uh, fish, and it's a sculpture of a fish, and the and it has a bassoon. Um, as its centerpiece, and it has bones coming out of it, and it lights up. And you can um, <laughs> see that um, Larry LeBrain, uh, who won first place with this piece, um, was, uh, you know, and I wrote this poem. A Possible Duet. The award-winning largemouth bassoon Luminescent green shines with pride at his unique features, glass bones and LED lights, ready to beguile his audience with his spinal cord instrument. Anticipation builds for his baritone vibrato. This virtuoso aims his fins towards Bartok and Berlioz. Biologists ponder the origins of this fish that seems closely related to the rare coelacanth once deemed extinct until one appeared in 1938. This living fossil also has a hollow, pressurized tube that serves as a backbone. We expect a duet when they meet thanks to Larry LeBrain in 2023 for bringing forth this largemouth bassoon off the hook. You just cranked that out. Holy <laughs> cow. <laughs> uh, so what do poets get from this exercise? What does, what does this teach you as well, a poet? This is actually... Um, a tradition that goes back uh, to Keats, who wrote a poem about a vase, you know, and the Egyptians on it. And so um, it's called ekphrastic poetry, or whenever a piece of work uh, of art relate, relates to another piece of art, it's, it's called ekphrastic. So this is actually called ekphrastic poetry. Mm. But... Um, uh, we just call it having fun. <laughs> we always have fun when Jeannie Greensfelder drops by. We'll come back and chat some more about these events coming up in March. Meanwhile, you're listening to Hometown Radio for the Central Coast. It is the Dave Congleton Show. Happy Monday. This is the Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show. Lucy Wickstrom joins us after news at the bottom of the hour. She's off to Europe. There's a poem in that, Jeannie Greensfelder. Just living free. She's young, got out, got her master's degree. She's taken off for a couple of weeks. Just going to explore Europe. Mm. You ever do that? 
Only I wish, you know. Yeah, me too. See? Yeah, there we are. See, she's doing it. We could have done it. We didn't do it. And we're going to live it through her. That's right. Let's do it. Let's remind folks what's happening March 2nd and March 17th. Hmm. Ah, yes. March 2nd. She was already in Europe. Jeannie, (laughs) she checked out. She was already already at the Eiffel Tower. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, the Beacon Art Show starts on March the 1st. At 5 to 8 p.m., it's um, Art After Dark Night, and um, and there will be a reception and, ex- and an exhibit in the Fellowship Hall at the church, uh, and that is located on 1915 uh, 1515, 1515 Frederick Street. Um, so the day after, on Saturday, uh, I be leading a workshop on writing poems or songs uh, to pieces of the art. And these are all done by local artists, and it's um, really a community event, and um, we'll be happy to have you drop in and write a poem. And then on the 17th... And on the 17th, we will have those poems perfected, and we will be uh, have a reading or a singing uh, of a poem or two, or, or all of them, actually. Have you ever written a song? Um, no, but one of... Uh, uh, a wonderful... Um, Oh, composer took two of my poems and made music out of them. They're they're online. Yeah. What do you, you think on YouTube? What do you think? Uh, well, they were very modern, so it was it was really fun to hear them uh, sung and um, and uh, you know it was a tr- we went down to um, oh his college when he performed them. It was terrific. So I've done all sorts of writing in my life, but I, I have never written a song. I don't think I could write a song. Just not, not even the words. I just, it eludes me. Well, I think it's, um, you know, if you, find, if you find your theme or, you know, it, it, it could happen, Dave. I, don't, mm. I wouldn't rule it out. I'll add to my list. Uh, Jeannie Greensell to remind us, please, of your wonderful poetry collections that people can purchase. Ah, well, I do have several books online at Amazon under Jeannie Greensfelder, uh, Biting the Apple, and um, uh, Marriage, um, <laughs> and I'm blocking on the title. Um, it's something about... You know, when we jump and make a, a, an expectation, jump, you know, you, you never know. Great We're expectations. Yeah. Great expectations. Look up Jeannie Greensfelder <laughs> on Amazon. Her poetry is lovely and wonderful. You have a, you have a poem in your hand. Ah. Uh, Does that mean you want to read? Uh, well, I can read another poem that's written to art, sure. if you would like it. Sure. Uh, this is by Benjamin Daniel Lawless, and the piece of art is Open to Wonder by Linda Elder, and this is from last year. On my bike, I race shadow from road to street, out past the last houses into open fields. The breeze runs past me, flattens and perks the long, tall grass, and if I'm lucky, I'll drift, meeting clouds where dreamers 
choose to play. And I should have described the art, which is uh, long, tall weeds and clouds. So... Um, I like that poem. It's very evocative. Yeah. It sounds like a good a, a good match for the photo. Right. Right. Mm, mm, mm. Yes. All right. April's right around the corner, Jeannie. It's uh, Poetry Month. And if you like poems, by the way, I do uh, email poems still. I did that as the county poet laureate here. And um, uh, you can, oh... Get those through me if you go to my website, JeannieGreensfelder.com. I get them every morning, poems, um, poems most days. Four days a week. Get them. Yep, and, and monthly I send out two of mine, but I try to send out poems that people understand. and uh, Very accessible. A great way to start the day, start it off with a poem. Right, right. We need great ways to start our days these days. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything special planned for Poetry Month in April? Are you working on anything? Uh, well, Patrick Sullivan, uh, Kevin Patrick Sullivan always has a poetry festival, and his 41st one, he's proud of 41 years of doing this, will be at the Arroyo Grande Library on April the 27th from 11 to 1.30. Um, and he's got four good readers lined up, and we'll uh, see if uh, he does even more this year. And what are you working? What are you working on? I'm working on a book of poems that will address aging more, um, because I happen to be aging as most of us are. We're all um, aging, Jeannie. And it's shocking <laughs> when you get there and uh, you, you realize your time here on this amazing planet is limited. So let's treasure all of our days, and that's, that's all I'm into. But don't you take any consolation by the fact that you lived this long? And you've gotten to enjoy all this? Oh. I mean, there are so many people that we both know who have checked out early. Right. It's total gratitude. Total gratitude. Mm. Is there a website for these events? Anything we should send Um, people to? You can go to the uh, Slow United Health or United whatever, um, United Methodist Church, and they have a website, and they do have a calendar under their news. And once the um, art has been judged, they they can see the art online at thebeaconartshow.com. And so come on March 2nd, what, 10 to noon is what I jotted down? Um, March 2nd from 10 to noon, and we'll guide you from there, and... Um, that would be terrific. Look at some art and see if it inspires some poetry. Have mm-hmm. you ever had a case where somebody says, nah, there's nothing here. I can't write about anything. Uh, actually, somebody wrote about the fire extinguisher once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeannie Greensfeld, always good to see your final thoughts. Um, just um, enjoy poetry. There's a lot out there that's hard to understand, and there's a lot of poems that will speak to you. Just keep looking or sign up for the poems that I email. Keep looking, keep reading, keep writing. Mm-hmm. All good stuff. Thank you, right. Jeannie. Thank you. Off we go. News, traffic, weather. Back on the other side. Pack your backpack. We're going to go with Lucy to Europe. Why not? This is Hometown Radio.
This is Hometown Radio for the Central Coast. It is the Dave Congleton Show. I'm going to take a minute here. Uh, Lucy Wickstrom is going to join us in a second. Uh, she leaves on Friday for Europe. She's going to go all of Europe. She's going to spend a few weeks doing that. And you just heard Jeannie and I talk in this last segment. I think that most young people, or most of us when we're young, we harbor these dreams of just taking off and going off to explore Europe, backpack across Europe. And for me, I, I remember um, after college, oh, I was going to go to Paris and be a writer, right? I was just going to hang out in Paris. Well, the closest I got, some of you know my story, is that in 1976, I was selected as one of two Americans to go over to Great Britain and represent the U.S. in a series of speaking and debating forums around Great Britain. And we went all over England and Wales and Scotland. I was so tempted to keep going. Uh, but I ran out of money. I thought, well, geez, um, I'll, I'll get over to Paris one day. Well, here I am, decades later, I still have not gotten there. But the cool news is, is that Lucy is about to, and I just uh, so support her in uh, doing this, and I wish I had done it, and I think a lot of you wish you had done it. So we're all going to go with Lucy. Here she is. Lucy, good afternoon. Hi, Dave. Thank you so much for having me. So Hi, everybody. How do you react to my story? I wanted to go to Paris and be a writer after college. I love that. I, I I wish you had, but at the same time, I'm glad you didn't, because maybe you wouldn't be here. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, you go down that path, and who knows what your life is going to be, you know? And, oh, exactly. But but it's that dream, and, and when Jeannie was here, she had something similar. It's just when you're young, you, you, you have these things, and anyway. So w you're leaving Friday. Give us a sense. What's the trip? What have you planned out for yourself? So I am basically flying into London, doing a few days there. Then I will go to Paris. Um, I'll go to Berlin and then a couple other cities in Germany. Um, and then I'll head to Vienna. Then I'll do Italy, so Venice, Florence, Rome. And then I'll come back through Bern, the capital of Switzerland, and go back to England to do Oxford, um, Stratford-upon-Avon, and then back to London, and then I'll come back home. So it's going to be quite a whirlwind month, but I'm trying to see as much as I can, figure out what I like, you know, places I like the best and all of that. So what inspired the trip? I think it's something, yeah, like, as you say, I've kind of always dreamed of doing i've never left the u.s yet so this will be my first time venturing out um after i left boston over a year ago now i kind of figured i would um lay low for a little bit just spend some time like reconnecting with my family and uh figuring some things out and then once i had saved up and the time was right i would finally do my my europe thing i think i just I don't know. I feel like I'm at a point in my life when it's like I'm on the cusp of a lot of change and maybe like settling down into like my career and all of that. So I want to go explore while I still have the freedom to do that, you know. 
I love this, and I certainly identify with it. I think of a lot of our listeners do. We we go through this. Oh, maybe we should just go explore, and then life happens. And okay, yeah. I'll do it. And I'll do it next summer. And then you're you're a parent, and you, you get rooted. You just can't you can't get away. You can't get away for exactly. a, a month. So you've got to do this either when you're young, or you have to wait until you're retired. Right. Hmm. Yeah. It's true. It's true. I mean, so much happens in the middle <laughs> that it is hard to get away. And I think, like, so many of the people who I've I've told about my trip have said the same thing to me, like, either, oh, I did that at that age, or I wish I had done that. I always want to, and now I just, like, haven't gotten around to it. So someday. So I feel really lucky and excited that I'm getting to do this right now and to kind of learn you know, a little bit about the world and about myself along the way. Well, I was uh, mentioning earlier my own experience, but it's it's really not comparable to yours. I A, I went with another person. He was a student from University of Southern California. B, mm-hmm. all we had to do was show up. Our whole itinerary was planned, where we were going to wow. eat, where we we're going to stay, right? It was just oh. all organized. And yeah. Lucy's doing the opposite. So how did you put this trip together, and did you do it all on your own? I have just been, I've been thinking about it for a long time. My mom helped me a lot, like, kind of thinking about, you know, what I should try to prioritize. Um, and, like, we made a list together of all the places I should try to try to hit in each city. If I have time, we'll see. It's going to, time's going to be tight. But, um I think I've I've always known that I wanted to go to England and Italy um, for a long, long time since I was like a kid, um, and then Germany for quite a long time too because I love the Brothers Grimm, Grimm's fairy tales, and so I'm just like really anxious to kind of go, like immerse myself in that. Are, uh, are you doing the hostel route? Is that where you're going to be staying? I, I am, yeah, mostly um, I'll be staying in hostels. So, you know, that'll be cool, too, because I'll get to to meet people, and that's not my strong suit, to be honest. I'm not great at being social and meeting people, but I'm going to try to really get out of my comfort zone and, you know, connect with some cool people while I'm over there. Well, I mean, you're going to be hanging out with all these other people your age. I think it'd be very yeah. easy to meet people. The key is to make sure you meet the right people. That is true. That's very true. Yes. Hmm. What's number <laughs> one? What's number one on your list? What is it that you're dying to experience in Europe? Oh my gosh! I mean, I think so. In 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 London, I'm seeing a couple plays, and I'm really just extremely excited for that. I'm seeing Midsummer Night's Dream in Stratford-upon-Avon, actually, and I've loved Shakespeare since I was 10, so that's like a lifelong dream, realized. Um, and then also just, I'm just, I'm so excited to go to Italy, and I think, like, anyone I've ever talked to who's been to Italy says that, like, oh, you're not going to want to leave, it's my favorite place in the world, all of this, and... um just to kind of, like, immerse myself in that that culture and go to Venice and do a gondola ride. And then, of course, all the museums. I mean, I know people who listen um, know that I studied history and museum studies. 
So there are, you know, obviously no end to amazing museums over in Europe. So I would say that's the other thing that I'm just really excited to go see as many as I can. Do you remember the advice I gave you about Italy? I do remember. Share it with our listeners. <laughs> this, is what I, this, this is what I told her. What did I tell you? Uh, you told me I should buy or borrow a ring to keep guys from bothering me. In Italy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and numerous women have told me this over the years. If they go and they're traveling alone, they they get a really cheap ring, like an engagement <laughs> or a wedding. And because the guys in Italy are just notorious, <laughs> and you have this ring, I mean, you can take it off if you see somebody interesting, but you know, just to protect that, you. Yeah, Good advice. I, good advice. I think it's outstanding advice, really. It's just, <laughs> but you've, you've got to have a sense of wonder, but you also have to be careful. Let's face it, you know. Yeah. That's, no, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you, you have to be careful anywhere. So, it's yeah, it's definitely something I'll be keeping in mind. When you were a student at Cal Poly, Lucy, did you ever consider a quarter abroad, a study abroad program? I thought about it, Um my mom did that in London when she was um, in her late teens and always just, you know, she had such an amazing time. So it was something I thought about. But I think at that time I was just not quite ready to leave home. Um, but now that, you know, obviously I lived across the country for grad school, I got really confident and feel super comfortable, like, being by myself and yeah. and you know being in a new place so now i feel like finally i think i know i would have had an amazing time but it just didn't i didn't end up being brave enough at that time i guess i think that's an excellent point though you you moved across country you got your master's degree at tufts good school and uh you lived on your own and your, your sister came up but but you navigated boston and you you conquered it and if you can handle Boston, I think you can handle Paris and London, and you've got the training, you've got the experience now. I think so. I think so. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. So yeah, I feel I feel pretty confident. Um, it'll be different for sure, but you know, exciting. Different. All right, we're exciting and excited for Lucy Wickstrom. She's uh, shipping off on Friday. She's gonna backpack, travel across Europe. And follow those dreams. And we're just encouraging her to go for it. We'll come back and chat some more. We're live. We're local. You're listening to The Dave Congleton Show. Lucy Wickstrom, do you realize that Vienna waits for you? 
Oh, perfect song, perfect song um, in so many ways. But yeah, it has. I'm I'm going there. I'm so excited. Now, now, why why Vienna as a particular favorite of yours? What is it that is so appealing? I think honestly, I'm I'm mostly really excited to go see the Mozart stuff. Um, that's probably the number one thing. But I've long thought Vienna would be a very cool place to go just because of what, like, a vibrant history that city has. Um, and, you know, the the Freud Museum is there, Mozart House, of course. Mozart and um, Beethoven are both buried there. And I'm, I also love old cemeteries. I should have mentioned that before, but that's another thing I'm really excited for. Um, and, yeah, I think Vienna, because of its, like, history of, like, art and culture and philosophy and thinking it's it's a very like it's a place that young people would like to to you know attain in some way would like to see so um i think that song is just so perfect and i can't wait to see it yeah well it sounds like the heavy focus and given your history background this makes sense a lot of focus on museums and historical places yeah yeah absolutely i think um, you know, it's cliche, but people talk about how, oh, like, in the United States, there aren't many, like, very old things that you can go see, but, and people are like, oh, well, you got to go to Europe, because that's, you know, you can go see all the the medieval things and stuff like that, and it's cliche, but, like, yeah, it is something that we don't really have so much here, um, and so I'm really excited to go get to experience kind of like that that older you know richer history um it's it's preserved there a little bit better in a lot of cases than it is here yeah now i know you've done your homework but i just want to make sure because like we're going to amsterdam in april and obviously if you go to amsterdam you want to see the anne frank house slash museum but i Mm -hmm. went online and they tell you to buy your tickets a month in advance so I'm wow. wondering, I'm wondering if you have researched these more popular museums, like if you're going to go to the Louvre in Paris, you've, you've really got a plane, you just can't show up. Right. So, no, that is true. I've looked around a bit, um, but I probably will spend the next couple of days kind of doing that more like, you know, deliberately, um, because, yeah, I mean... I have, like, a list of, like, a bunch of museums that I would like to see. If I don't get to go to all of them, it won't be the end of the world. But there are some that it's like, you know, for sure you got to make it there. But other so than, uh, other than the Louvre, what's number one? Uh, gosh. I mean, honestly, well, of course, like, the Victoria and Albert and a couple other museums in London. But also, um, there's a museum to the Brothers Grimm in Kassel, Germany, and I've wanted to go there for like six years, so that's going to be a big moment, I think. <laughs> and you're, you're, you're traveling on the cheap? Is this a budget trip? Yeah, I mean, as much as, as, much as I can make it. I have all my lodging booked already, which, like, ideally I would have kind of just, like, you know, where I landed every night, but I think on the, you know, 
to be safe, to make sure that, like, I had a place to sleep every night. I booked everything, so there's that taken care of, and I've kind of worked out the numbers, and I think I should be good, but... You know, I guess it's something every most young people have to think about is just like also being on careful the, with money. But. Sure. On the Stolberg line, a listener writes If you love cemeteries, be sure to visit Habsburg's tomb in Vienna. Habsburg's tomb. I am writing that down. Thank you so much. Yeah. Any and all recommendations I love because I am trying to keep it kind of like as go with the flow as possible and anything that people think I should go see I would love to yeah but I'll tell you Lucy it's going to come where by by the end of March you're going to be exhausted and (laughs) I have a feeling you're going to say if I have to go through one more museum (laughs) you know You're gonna get you're gonna get burned out really quickly because you, you, you can't do it all in one trip. And I I would just encourage you to pace yourself. I know yeah. you're younger and more energetic, but just try to pace yourself and see the stuff you're really dying to see, and then make mm-hmm. notes of where you want to come back to because you're gonna go back, right? I sure hope so. I mean, that's the that's my ideal situation is that I see what I really like and then I'll be able to come back. And yeah, it's like, you know, I think it's also so important to just kind of like take a breath and take your time. And if there's a little town that I end up in that I fall in love with, then I can spend a few extra days there instead of like, you know, hitting every single museum. So I'm definitely open to that. So we're just going to see what happens, I think. I had that experience on my tour. And again, I didn't leave Great Britain. But we they sent us up to uh, Nottingham. And oh, wow. when the tour was officially over, I hopped on the train and I went back up to Nottingham because I'd met some oh. fellow students there. But we had a, we had a grand uh, time back in Nottingham. I was there for... Probably about three days. They took me to a local play, and they have one of the oldest. Uh, they have a castle there, and out in front of the castle, they have a statue of Robin Hood shooting an arrow. Oh, and he's on a hill. But if you go to the bottom of the hill, there is the oldest tavern in all of England. It's called wow. Ye Old Trip to Jerusalem, and there's a, a cave with stairs that lead up to the castle. And so, uh, in the olden days, the people in the castle would walk down the steps to have a drink at the t- at the corner pub. <laughs> wow, that is see, like that's just magical, right? That sounds like you yeah. had such an amazing time. Well, I did, and I very, I'm I feel like I'm back there now because I'm living through your experience. Yeah, which is oh, oh. people like me who are so rooted here. Man, I couldn't just pick up and, and go off to Europe for weeks as much as I'd sure. like to. Couldn't do it. Yeah. So, right. I, as I said at the beginning, you either have to do it when you're young or when you're retired. So, yeah. Hmm. No, absolutely. It's true. What are you going to do, do in Italy? Where are you going? I am honestly, like, Italy is for sure, like, somewhere where I want to try to just, like, take a breath. And, um... Just immerse myself. I'm um, very excited. I love Ian Forrester's book, A Room with a View, yes. and the movie. Yes. Um, 
And so since I was a teenager, I've, like, dreamed of being like Lucy Honeychurch and being in Florence. And I think I'm going to try... I'll try to see a lot of the spots that they go in that, because um, they kind of do hit all most of the highlights of Florence. But I... Yeah, I'm just going to, like, experience it. And it sounds so silly, but I'm really excited to eat Italian pasta and, you know, all of that. I well, think don't get too excited. Don't eat, don't eat too much. <laughs> <laughs> don't eat too much. I know. I'm going to spend myself bankrupt eating pasta. I'm kind of afraid of that. But, no, it'll be, it'll be amazing. I'm so excited. And uh, Florence is supposedly the place to go in Italy. So if- Yeah. I mean, if you're, I'll be if there you're going for like for the four days, so be oh, great. That's perfect. Uh, and, and so you're not locked into a specific schedule. You've got some flexibility. Weather is going to be interesting in March in yep. Europe. What do you, What are they saying? Yep. Um, kind of. I think I. I don't know. I think I could expect anything. Um, but I. I've kind of like got all my clothes together and everything so i should be prepared for anything i'm just hoping that the maybe not as amazing weather will mean also that like there aren't as many people oh yeah because i know in the summer some of these places can get pretty packed yeah so i think i will enjoy that experience i i've, I've learned that from my limited travel overseas uh, no summer yeah. travel I'll, I'll go yeah. in the fall. I'll go in the spring. It just gets yeah. to be too much. All right, Lucy, we wish you nothing but the best. You'll come back in late April and give us a full report. Final thoughts, please. I would love that. Um, yeah, I guess just like we were talking about before, I think um, it's really cool if you do ever get the opportunity to to travel anywhere. Honestly, it doesn't matter. Um to get to experience a different place and connect with other human beings. It's just a really special thing. So Seize I'm very excited. But, yeah. but you don't speak any any foreign languages, do you? Not well. Okay. Pack, <laughs> pack, that, pack that Google Translator. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, Lucy. <laughs> we'll talk again. Thank you, my friend. Off we go. News, traffic, weather. Jeff Oslin is in the house. Stick around. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.